I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Last time on Downton Abbey, Mr. Bates and Anna got married. Lady Sybil and that piece of work Tom Branson left to elope in Dublin. And Lavinia Swire died. We deal with the fallout this week on Downton Abbey Christmas Special. back yeah with the proper finale of series two season two however we want to say it yeah 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 i i stumbled over my words there at the beginning because it's like well it's not episode eight it's a it's a christmas special it's christmas at downton yeah uh no proper introduction it's just sort of the music with some b-roll yeah 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 uh this is a, a long episode this is 90 minutes long but it uh, it moved in a way that made it feel like a lot shorter. Did you watch this in pieces? Because I had to. I did. <laughs> I, I had a busy week. I, I couldn't <laughs> watch 90 minutes uh, of it all front to back. Um, really really struggling to make time sometimes to watch the show and take it notes. Is, uh, sometimes it's a long show. Yeah. No, I, I was straight up. Uh, I you know I do my workout in the evening, so I was straight up just doing sit-ups while taking notes on my phone. Hmm. And you That's know, the one thing that I really... I can't watch this when I'm eating because I want to have my hands free. Yeah can't watch it when my girlfriend's around because she doesn't enjoy downton the way that i do mm-hmm. and i can't watch it when i'm too tired because i feel like I'm, i lose right right, lose right the the point so doing sit-ups while watching downton happening and, and taking notes is exactly how julian fellows envisioned the show to be watched I oh think. yeah by us yeah specifically yeah. highly recommend it uh we've had some fan love this week yeah we did quite the reverse of the two-star review we got some some love from a new uh, new fan, Estelle. Yeah, she wrote us a, a lengthy letter uh, detailing, uh, you know, how, how she appreciated our appreciation of history and our hate of Edith. Uh, we we really appreciated the letter. It really made us feel good about what we're doing here. Yes, it did. I know we'll get more into those details in our Q and A uh, and. Mm-hmm. A supplemental episode coming soon, so we don't want to spoil because this is a pretty lengthy message. And yeah, we appreciate it. But one thing that she did suggest. Was that we drink tea during the podcast, crank it up a notch and drink tea whilst watching the show. <laughs> what she didn't know is uh, Dave here regularly drinks Dunkin' Donuts coffee. While, yeah, I'm while usually recording. drinking coffee or uh, a Soda Stream seltzer. Yeah. And you're usually drinking water. Yep. Keep it so clean. she suggested we drink tea while watching the show. Uh, we're going to drink tea while recording the podcast. Spoiler, I'm, I'm not a big tea drinker. N- neither am I. I don't drink coffee either. Uh, so I'm drinking tea right now for the first time. It has to be years, and uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm not disliking it. It's yeah. uh, it's pleasant. I'm, I am drinking. I think it's Trader Joe's rustic apple decaffeinated tea because <laughs> you're drinking a special tea that was a gift to me. That's loose leaf that you need to put in a special thing that I only have one of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a John Cena tea. It's John Cena tea. It's yeah. from I guess um. Some website that does like teas that you make uh, according to like whatever you want and you name it and you label it. And the person named and labeled it John Cena. Another so, wrestling tie in for so, all you listeners out there. So, you know, we can't go without the wrestling here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into this episode because it's a super long episode. Uh, so long that, as you said, there was no opening credits. It literally just starts with them trotting out a, a tree to let you know it's, it's Christmas time at Downton. And, uh, this this episode is one of the most beloved episodes I think of Downton Abbey. Like I think regularly people cite this as probably their favorite episode of Downton Abbey because it has it all. Uh, it's thick with drama, it's thick with romance, um, and it has Christmas. And it's very beautiful. A lot of really good yeah. shots in this. Very cinematic. Yeah, I mean the snow and everything. Yeah, it's it, very contrived. Yeah, very contrived that everything happens right around this time. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you think about this. It's a Christmas special. Does the British court adjourn for the holidays? I guess not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find they don't out. Take the the whole week off. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss more on that on that later. Um, but as we said, it's it's Christmas time at Downton, and it starts with a gift giving to the downstairs. Yeah, well, it starts and we see sharply dressed 
Tom Barrow mm-hmm. walking around. He's still on duty. He's got a job. He's got a job. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he, he was really in a, a tough rut there just a little over an episode ago. And Which, uh, the last episode, let's just look in my handy-dandy notebook, was April. So this is a several months later. Oh, wow. All right, yeah. So this is indeed Christmas, so that's eight months later. Definitely got, yeah, Has a he's had a roof over his head. Great, good for him. Yeah, good job, Tom. <laughs> uh it's funny, though. So, yeah, they're giving the downstairs boxes. How do they know what to give the downstairs servants for Christmas? Like, these are people who work for you. Do, they don't really know them intimately. I have a feeling... Unless you're Grantham and Jane. But they don't know Ooh, the... Yeah, hey They don't know these servants that well. Aside from, you know, Carson. We see what Carson gets, which is, which is so funny. He gets the royal families of Europe. <laughs> He's very pleased. He's, oh, what, a, what a lovely gift. I'll be reading this. Yeah, soon. And Anna gets like a nice little like um, necklace uh, from from uh, Mary, which is nice. But I mean, like, what do you get, Daisy? What do you what do you get? Well, didn't doesn't it? It shows Cora giving uh, Pat more her gift, and she goes, "I'm very excited to see what you'll do with this gift." Yes, yeah, probably something to help cook or, or bake I'm later. Excited what you'll do for me with this gift I'm giving to you. What do you What do you get, Thomas Barrow? Do you get him flour that's not filled with uh, plaster or something? <laughs> you get him a glove. <laughs> One glove, <laughs> a new glove for his uh, his shot hand. Yeah, oh boy, um, they probably have like Hughes and Carson handle the wish list. I would assume. Oh, that's right? true. It's probably some system for this. They do it every year. Yeah. Um, but one person not pleased with interacting with the downstairs, our friend Richard Carlisle, <laughs> uh, because they're having lunch downstairs and they're not serving the upstairs, and Carlisle can't understand why do they get any time to do this. Why should they that at Haxby that won't be allowed? Yeah, I want them all dead. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he he'll ritualistically murder all of them on Christmas. Yeah, because um, he's evil. Uh, yeah, Rosamond is there. Yeah, she shows up. She's she's showing up. Mm-hmm. We're starting to learn that she's a player when she's around. She shakes things up. She does. Yeah, when things are happening. Um, but it's not necessarily by her hand this episode. She has this the. Uh, Barry Manilow-looking guy who shows up. <laughs> the suitor? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hedworth? Hetworth? Hepworth. Hepworth. Yeah, Hep. I wrote yeah. Hedworth, question mark, Hetworth, question mark, and I continually refer to him as Hetworth. You, you so gotta watch the show with subtitles. It really helps me. It takes me away from the visual experience when I'm reading. That's true. That's true. And to be fair, I watch it with uh, subtitles, and one reader commented that I spelled Sybil wrong on Instagram, so what is it? what do I know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah. Rosamond's there. Uh, she has a, a helper there, Shaw. Mrs. Shaw, yeah. Mrs. Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. And uh, uh, Hepworth is on his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they're just there for the holidays. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Well, Hepworth is... I guess, Why not get this out of the way? Because Rosamond does not matter mm-hmm. big picture. And like real talk, I did feel like this was kind of a distracting plot from the whole story. I, it was definitely like, we got 90 minutes. Let's just, you know, throw everything make, in there. Make, make Rosamond feel important going right. forward. So mm-hmm. she, uh, Hepworth, is interested in her, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of questions. Violet is questioning Hepworth yeah. and his intentions. She thinks he's a uh, like a gold digger, a male gold digger. What's the phrase she uses? Oh, it's something gold digging something. It's <laughs> it's along those lines, but like yeah, it gives a lot of ammo for uh, the Dowager to shoot some really uh, funny lines during the episode. Because I guess he squandered away his family's fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she has her. Yeah, the Dowager finds this out because she has spies. That like I want to know more about these these spies that she references that investigates random guys dating you know Rosamond or you know her daughter or whatever. Like, I, all right. Well, no, wait. Rosamond's not her daughter. That's Cora's sister, right? No, that's her daughter. It is her it's daughter. It's Robert's sister. Right, because she's British. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, the Dowager already knows that this guy is in need of money, and that's why he's trying to... He's a fortune hunter. He is a... She knows he's a fortune hunter. Uh, I'd watch a show about fortune hunters. That'd actually be a pretty good show. <laughs> That'd be... No, wouldn't it? I mean, not... I mean, in, it's Downton Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they. she wants him out of there, because she... she Hepworth, she knows, is no good for for Rosamond. And Rosamond is a little suspect that he might be a, a fortune hunter, but he makes her happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he says at one point he's going to leave or whatever. He's like, okay, you know, I'll get out of here. But he doesn't leave immediately, I think, if I misread it wrong. I don't know. There was a lot going on in this episode. Yeah, I'd, I'd, well. He hung along around long enough for us to find out what he was really up to. Uh, Mrs. Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so from there, you know, because someone see who is it? Uh, Anna. Anna sees him. Yeah, going off with uh, with her, and uh, yeah, they they walk in on them shagging. I don't think they're shagging. They're, but they, well, they're, they're about on the to. way to. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, pre-shagging. Yeah. And Rosamund isn't so upset that he's cheating on her so much as that the Dowager was right about him being a bad guy. Yeah, because I think she knows. You know, I think yeah. she knows what she wants, like a life partner. Right, right. And, you know, don't trust a Tony Bennett, Barry Manilow-looking guy. Like <laughs> Tony the, Bennett? He looks a little like Tony Bennett. I don't I know. Was, I was under the impression that he might have been gay. You think? That's in the beginning of the episode. They the the way they talk about like a fortune hunter and uh, you know this sort of single older guy. I thought it might be like she's okay with the fact that he was gay and she oh. was gonna marry him. And you know, I did not interpret that at all. I just kept thinking like something's up. Yeah, is this guy going to sing? Like at some point, I did not. I didn't read it that way. Uh, but as we found out, he's definitely not gay. He's going for Shaw. He he's got Shaw. Yeah, he got Shaw. Uh, but yeah, he's escorted out of there. Um, and this Shaw. We'll ne- we'll, yeah, we'll never see him again. He seemed like an interesting character, but uh, what is this forward exactly? I guess we just know more about Rosamond and the Dowager's relationship. And Shaw has a purpose in the episode as well. Yeah, because it's like it just seems like Rosamond shows up to, to shake things up a little bit. And Shaw shakes things up and downstairs. Shaw, Shaw definitely does. Uh, Shaw shakes things up by Shaw shakes shakes <laughs> the Shaw Shaw shake redemption. Yeah, of Daisy just. Telling Daisy that she's worth, she should be uh, aspiring for more. Also, who is Shaw to come in here out of nowhere? Like, I guess she must have visited before, maybe when she was with Rosamond. Maybe we, we've never seen her before. So, how does she know or assess Daisy so well to tell her you should be doing better? You can, you can get out of here. Well, she sees her natural abilities. Yeah, that we are. The first time she made a cake was last episode or two episodes ago. Right, right. But I guess Downton timeline. She's had a year to improve. That's true. But Daisy's saying that she wants more. She starts to question. Mm-hmm. She said she could be a, a junior chef or an assistant chef, so why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pat Moore's a little annoyed at this tone. <laughs> yeah, why should she aspire to want more? Why would you? I don't know. Well, I think but... uh, she's a, she's upset that this tone is coming around all of this uh, hoopla with Mr. Bates, which we'll get into later. Yeah. That's right. But also, while we're talking Daisy, since we since Shaw has offered us this transition, mm-hmm. Daisy doesn't want to go see Mr. Mason. Mr. Mason, because uh, yeah, he Mr. Mason invites her to his uh, co- farm. Farm, and she just doesn't want to go because she wants to be done with the whole William business. Um, which again is just like I thought we we were over this. I thought Daisy realized okay, maybe I should try to make time for him or be a little bit more mature. I mean, we saw the end of last episode. She talked to him at the gravestone and stuff. I guess that just really didn't lead to anything six mm-hmm. or seven months later. One thing that is motivating they're motivating Daisy to do, go, though, is a Ouija board. Yeah. I thought this was so bizarre. For an episode about Christmas, I didn't realize a Ouija board would be featured so prominently <laughs> in the episode. And so, like, foolishly. Oh, yeah. I mean, when she Daisy walks in, it's like, what is this? As if she never even knew what this was, <laughs> which I find weird. Thomas just grimly says, "We're talking to the dead." <laughs> it's like you stepped into it like a horror movie. Um, yeah, especially for an episode that people consider their favorite. I did not realize a Ouija board would be that big of a factor. I mean, O'Brien is also manipulating the Ouija board. Like manipulating, it's the spirits manipulating. Well, well, it. well okay. Well, if the spirits are manipulating it, you killed a baby last year. Or a <laughs> yeah, couple years. Do you want that baby to talk to you through that Ouija board, like Goo Goo Gaga? Like I don't. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> it'll be weird. <laughs> It's not impossible. Spirits talk. That's true. I don't know. If I'm O'Brien, I'd, I'd stay away from that thing. It's a dangerous game. She's. It is weird that adults are so cool with this Ouija board. Yeah, they have the candles. And Daisy believes it. That's, the, that's so wild. I mean, I guess she is like a child or innocent. But Daisy is like believing that the spirits are actually talking or communicating. I do like that it's Thomas and O'Brien and then two like red shirt servants who we don't yeah. know who they are. Yeah, where'd they get gifts for Christmas? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know them. Um... But uh, but then who decides to step behind the Ouija board to manipulate the spirits? Patmore. Did she manipulate it? I don't know. Well, it's no. awfully suspect that she sits down and then William talks. Yeah, yeah. No, they literally like have a moment where like Patmore like winks at the camera where it's like, yes, I manipulated it in case you believe in the spirits or whatever. Because um, she reasons to Daisy, who else would know about the farm? You know, you got to go to the farm. Um, yeah. And then she gets up and leaves and then other spirits talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so yeah, Daisy goes to the farm to to see Mr. Mason, and they have a heart to heart, which I, I thought was actually kind of moving. Well, before they go, yeah. The, Daisy is bawling her eyes out, mm-hmm. trying to fix the fire, and who walks into the room? Violet. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. She she has a one-on-one with Violet. <laughs> and everyone seems to, to get on the level that, like, you didn't use this guy. Like, you yeah. didn't you didn't play him. You did the like, right thing. You did the right thing, and, like, who knows? You clearly have... Your, this is haunting you for an emotional reason. Yeah, and it's so funny, because it calls back to Dowager being invested in sending William off, too. Yeah. So it was a nice moment. And then, you know, of course, Grantham walks in there and it's like, what is she doing here? And then, uh, yeah, she has to she has to get out of there. And that's, that's that scene. It's a good story. It's a good little story. It's a nice and then beat. at yeah. the end of the episode, we won't really say exactly what happens yet because it happens. Daisy, like, respectfully talks to Patmore about getting a new position. And Patmore says, if you had just done this. There wouldn't have been any hullabaloo about. Well, well, I mean, Patmore does reason like we'll see about stretching the budget because we don't know if we can like necessarily give you more money, but at least like you know she yeah she's, she she understands. Yeah, and it's because it. of Mister Mason's guidance that she's realized she needs to speak her mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen. Also, Mister Mason says at one point, "Don't you be listening to that, Missus Shaw." Who is this Mrs. Shaw that everyone seems to be in contact with? I don't. Well, I'm sure Daisy told Mr. Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just like that, Mrs. Shaw. It's like, oh, okay. Um, it's a nice heart to heart though, because yeah, we find out Mr. Mason doesn't really have any other kids, and he'd like to adopt Daisy, which I thought was weird, until Daisy's like, well, I conveniently don't have any parents, and it's like, oh, okay, well that just works out. <laughs> you know? yeah, imagine if she had gone before Christmas, she would have gotten another gift. Yeah, from yeah. her father-in-law <laughs> he has one line that seems so creepy uh, where he says well now you're special to me <laughs> it's like that just reminds like richard carlisle <laughs> he did. That. Y- yeah. Uh, yeah 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 there's it seems uh, the delivery of that line seemed a little askew um and then like the scene after that when he's giving her the advice to talk um to talk for or speak up for herself he says if you're my daughter take my advice it's like really quick to be moving on her as you're, you're being your daughter okay the forever and ever you're the father you're the daughter <laughs> okay yeah 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 uh and then uh the cap of the episode is anna and daisy uh moving the ouija board oh yeah 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 uh, the ouija board communicates may they be happy with my love we don't know who communicated this maybe william they both claim that they're moving it really fast too oh yeah date no, Daisy is not. It's Anna moving the dang thing. You think? I don't know. Anna because seemed da- Daisy, shook. Daisy says, "No, you're doing it." Like she's all of a sudden understanding that it's fake. Yeah. Why weren't you understanding when it's fake when O'Brien was doing it, or when Patmore went and it suddenly talked to William? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I seem like Anna believed it though, I, and they kind of play it that way. I, I don't know. I don't think right. Anna believes it. I think Anna's a nice person. I'm just as gullible as Daisy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to move on to Anna? Do we want to get into that drama? The drama, yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, Bates is sitting alone in the jail and there's screams and stuff. I don't know what jail he's at. <laughs> just like, one <laughs> random establishing shot of just how miserable Bates is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh it's a, he's got a big jail cell all things considered. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not he's not been uh, tried yet. Right. Right, right. Uh and he's in need of a reference. Even though he's he's facing murder, they think maybe a reference can uh, can swing things around. Uh, we we can break down this uh, this whole courtroom scene with our with our one buddy, right? I was thinking maybe save that for the season breakdown. Give okay. you a little special bonus next week. Yeah, we're gonna have a lawyer uh, consult the the whole. Yeah, our attorney who you met on the mix match challenge episode. Right, we will assess the trial of John Bates in a in a forthcoming episode and the legality of it. Yeah, but we can talk about it. It's sure. kind of very important to this episode. It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Cora doesn't want to go to the trial. She doesn't want anything to do with it. Uh, but Isabel is going to be part of the bucking up brigade. To which Cora's like, huh, "Why has Isabel got to be so part of everything?" It's like, leave it alone. Isn't yeah, it? just let this this drama die. Um, and then we cut to seeing O'Brien on the stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not necessarily negative against Bates. She doesn't really help his case. Uh, she just kind of tells the truth, which is which is fine. Uh, more damaging though comes from Hughes. 
who listen to who admits to listening through the vent. Yeah, there's some follow through on that. Uh, what what does she say, Dave? She said she said she was a a bitch, and, and she's it, a big struggle. She's like, ooh, mm, yeah. I don't want to say. Mm, mm. He said he, he, she was a bitch, and, and they show yeah. all the the jury like <gasps> she said the word. Oh man, um, so it's like two strikes against Bates. And we're hoping, okay, Grantham will hopefully swing this around. He'll he'll come right and save and save Bates and make it all okay. And they show Grantham on the stand, and he's got like one hand on the stand and one hand <laughs> on his hip. He's all swagged out on the stand. Oh yeah, you're thinking he's gonna own this because he just comes in there like, oh, he would not commit murder. I know this man. He saved me in Africa, as you know, anyone you know who's dealt with that, you know, people who save your life are very trustworthy. Um. But things go go sideways when they start uh, questioning uh, what Bates has said to him while working there. Mm-hmm. Would he like strike his wife and stuff? And uh, yeah, well, he says uh, he's going to visit the 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 current Mrs. Bates, hopefully the former, and in a great case, the the deceased. No, or... he's, he's, oh, if only she was the former, or better still, the late. <laughs> And then everyone's just like, oh, no, oh, and, no. And Lord, poor Lord Grantham is just there all hand on his hip. Yeah. Like, oh, he, <laughs> he screwed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's so flustered. <laughs> they're even like, they have like that scene afterwards where they're just like, man, they really got us in there. We couldn't get it straight at all. Is there a prosecution camp? They cross-examine the witness. Right? <laughs> also, they're at like some pub and none of them are drinking. They're like, they're just sitting around. I'm sure Anna's been drinking. Oh yeah, yeah, because um, the the verdict comes out. Bates is found guilty. He's guilty, and she goes, "No!" <laughs> yeah, she cries out. Bates <laughs> and Mister Bates starts going, "Anna!" Yeah, he, Anna. he does say it. He does, Anna. The the well referenced Anna. It finally comes out right there. He's hollers like you're getting taken away, and you just scream your wife's name over Arr, and over. Anna. <laughs> We heard that a couple a couple months ago in the bedroom. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, um, but yeah, Anna is like trembling. She is so shook. And, oh, I wonder why. He's yeah. going to get hanged by the neck. Yeah, he, they're very explicit about that. He's going to die by a, a neck hanging. <laughs> yeah. Again, it was just Christmas like two days ago. It's going to be New Year's in a few days. They're going to have a, a hanging to bring in the New Year. It's not going to be a bell ringing. It's going to be Bates' body swing. All right, we need to turn it more positive. Um. So some random servant asks O'Brien what happened when they come back. And they're just like, uh, you know, things went things went bad, you know? And uh, Well, to wrap this story up, if you want to talk about making it positive, yeah. they get the sentence reduced to life in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause That's about the only way to <laughs> positively is, spin this. Right, because the whole problem was that, you know, they there was no evidence it was premeditated. It mm-hmm. seems like it may have been an accident. Who knows? Uh, they just don't have enough to like murder him before the new year. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. He can just live the rest of his life in prison with his limp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's so funny, though, because there's that scene where um, Bates and Anna are having one more conversation. Oh, in the prison? Yeah. And the guard says, no touching. Oh, yeah, it's like I just thought of Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, no touching. <laughs> but they're playing this somber music of, you know, like, Mm-hmm. Violins, you know, Down Abbey music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they hold hands, and the, the officer says, "No touching," and the music just stops. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the rest of the scene. And Bates is like, "You know where I'm bound." Like he just snipes at him. Like he's not gonna go anywhere. He's like, I'm right here. But that security I'll be fine. <laughs> he will be fine. One more kiss. <laughs> he does. He does. Like and the security guard's like, "Come on, dude. I just just gotta do my job." Dude, man. that security guard is bad at his job because that's not just one kiss. That's like a full-on snogging right there. Like, oh, yeah, brother. Their hands are all over. She could have slipped him a key, two keys, like within three that. Keys. Yeah, four honestly. keys. Yeah, one, two, three keys. So many keys you could have gotten to escape out of there. Um, I would have fired that security guard. <laughs> I don't think they know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they papped down Bates. After, yeah, when he goes to prison for murder. Yeah. And, well, the one important thing though is that before we find out if he's going to be murdered or not, Anna's on the fence about leaving because, mm-hmm. like, she doesn't want to be there. If like you know, well, there's no reason to be there. Bates is gone or whatever. Uh, she she just wants to get out. Um, but then once we find out that Bates isn't going to die, she's going to Anna will be staying at Downton. She'll be on season three of Downton Abbey. Oh, surprise! <laughs> surprise! Uh, and Bates uh, wishes her to w- live her life, and he wants. To uh, he wants her to apologize to everybody that he's you know at Downton. Yeah, 
Even right. and he wants her to say some something nice to Miss O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even O'Brien. <laughs> even o- she wouldn't want death of me. Yeah, he really emphasizes that. Even O'Brien. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but so where is Anna going to run off to? She was planning to run off with Mary. Why? There's a lot of drama going on there. Um, Rich- Richard Carlyle. Mm-hmm. If we're going right into that, yeah, he keeps asking Mary when they're going to get married, and she keeps saying, "I don't know." Don't rush things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Carlyle is like a 50-year-old man. Mm-hmm. He's been engaged to this woman for over a year. Yeah. It has been eight months since the last episode. They don't even have a date. This yeah. guy is totally justified in nagging her as to when they're going to get married. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. that There's been a long engagement. I think he has a fair point. But you're like, when is this going to go? Like, And it's also... I mean, we we saw him grab her by the throat, but I think it's also <laughs> it's a nice thing on his part to be waiting on her and not him forcing the situation to be like, let's get married now. Yeah, they keep bringing up uh, the fact that she doesn't. Uh, spoiler. I mean, we're talking about this episode. They keep bringing up the fact that she might not love him, and she's committed to him because of the Pamuk scandal that he owns the story to. Right, but. Come on. I get his... Yeah, he. it's not fair to him. It's, it's funny. I feel more sympathetic for Carlisle this, watching it, you know, than last time. Um, aside from grabbing her by the throat, he is like a... Pretty much, he's just a... He's trying to do nice things for her. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like he's abusing her. They're just not compatible. Right. And it, it may be a roundabout way. He may be... He's a newspaper man. He may be using force, but like, he's... He, he actually likes her. He actually cares about her. He even says as much, you know, I actually like cared about you or loved you or whatever mm-hmm. um and so like they they have a hunt or uh, that they do on new year's day uh and then carlisle catches matthew and her laughing together because matthew's so bad at shooting right 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 uh and he asks her like you know what are you laughing at and she doesn't want to tell him and i think he has a fair point to ask like what's going on over there I, you know i mean everybody knows that mary and matthew were a thing and had chemistry mm-hmm. this guy is totally i mean look he knows that Matthew's going to be part of his family, but he's he's not in the wrong. Yeah, no, I, I, he I, could I, choose a better tone. Mm-hmm. We're not saying Carlisle's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this uh, this drama catches Lord Grantham's attention. He he just can't understand why Mary would stay with him, and then Cora decides to tell Grantham the truth. I was pretty mad that we don't see Grantham's reaction. To Cora telling him the truth about Pamuk. Yeah. Because it's like, she they, she's about to tell him the truth, and then it just d- cuts to a wide shot of the manor. If they if they inserted like hear, a... Ah! Yeah. <laughs> if you just hear a yell or a scream, <laughs> like that would have made Flintstone it. Yeah. sound. <laughs> Wilma! Mary! Yeah. Cora! That Edith! Sybil! Mary! <laughs> it would have made it. Like, I want to know... It would be great if it shows the, the manner and it, it shakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bong! Uh, yeah. We, we were cheated of Grantham's reaction <laughs> to finding out this news after seasons of... Or, well, over a season of keeping it from him. <laughs> uh, but the, the relief of this all is that because, luckily, that Bates is going to jail... The house is of scandal anyways. So if the story comes out about Mary and Pamuk, it doesn't matter. Downton already carries like a bad name. Can, just going back to when Cora tells uh, Robert, mm-hmm. she uh, he's like, is there a reason that they can't get married or, mm-hmm. or that she feels she owes it to him? Mm-hmm. And Cora says, do you recall a visit from a Turkish diplomat? And it's oh, like, man. yeah. Duh, he knows exactly about that visit. Yeah. I just like the weird formality in which Cora tries to like open this conversation. Right. <laughs> and then she says, do you recall a Turkish diplomat coming to visit? And then she looks at the camera and winks and it cuts to the house. And then it's just like, <laughs> Grantham speaking for us, like, oh, how can I forget the guy who died here at my manor? Oh, yeah. yeah and then yeah. she winks. <laughs> yeah. Big Lucille Bluth wink. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Grantham has a sit down with Mary. And there's a there's a, a brief moment where Grantham is sympathetic to Mary's situation with the Pamuk story because he says we've all made mistakes. And did your mind go where mine went? He's talking about Jane. Oh yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we all make mistakes, even if they're for the you know right reasons. I think. And he says <laughs> she should go to America with her her uh, maternal mm-hmm. grandmother and find a cowboy. Yeah, because because uh, clearly Carlisle's going to publish a story and ruin Mary. 
So she might as well lay low in uh, in America. And yeah, he gives this this whole like big speech of like similar debates to Anna, like go live your life or whatever. And For, Mar- marry a Westerner. He's like a he has hot takes, but then his his cooldowns are very very normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he blows up on Sybil in the last episode, and then goes and he's like just. I will give you some money. Like, he always concedes in a very appropriate Cause he, way. Because he loves his kids. He's a father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny, though. He, he tells her, like, go marry this kind of boy, this kind of boy, or a Westerner boy. He doesn't say fairy tale boy, though. <laughs> oh, because there's only one of those. Right, right, right. Um, so for whatever the reason, Mary goes visit to visit Lavinia's grave. <laughs> She's just uh, feeling, feeling down. Um no, because they're scattering Lavinia's father's ashes on the grave, and that's when they said oh, they were going to go. That's right. That's right. Matthew that's right. and um, Isabel. Because that other guy died off screen because of the flu also? Lavinia's. Uh, do they make it out right? He's sick. In the, I, he's on his deathbed, and Matthew basically goes for his death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gets the ashes, and he's going to put them by Lavinia's grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mary goes, and what? They say, she says, wherever I may wind up. Mm-hmm. Because does it, Matthew say something like our stories all end here with Lavinia? I think something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny though. He calls her a storm braver, like to deal with uh, to to deal with Carlisle, right? Mm-hmm. What a weird, weird thing. You're a storm braver if I ever saw one. He literally says that line. It's like I I don't know what a storm braver looks like. I guess someone who's just married, ready Mary for Charlie. Yeah, someone uh, hardened. Um. So yeah, he's he's in love with a, st- a storm braver, a fairy tale boy, and a storm braver. Yeah, that sounds like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um. So yeah, Anna or what was it? Uh. Yeah, Mary confronts Carlisle, and he said, and he he tells you, you won't be happy any time by, you won't be happy at all. I promise you that or whatever. Carlisle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he starts getting hot. Oh yeah. He says, "I called in. Uh, was it? I, I called in threats, bribes, favors to carry the Bates scandal. I love that people are just like, like somewhere, like whoever this Bates is, we got to ruin them in the papers. And, well, they want to ruin Downton Abbey by throwing Bates's name, saying yeah. the footman or valet, right? And it's Carlisle coming over the top rope to also." How nice of Carlisle, right? He's keeping this story under wraps because he values his future father-in-law and his wife. Mm-hmm. It's. Who? Why? Who cared? Like this guy, he's a jerk, but yeah. he, he's doing some good things, right? But right. then Matthew walks in on this fight. Oh man! And Richard Carlisle is my favorite line. It says, "You smile and smile and smile and continue to be a villain." Carlisle said <laughs> that to Matthew? to Matthew. I forgot. Oh man! <laughs> it's, it's, to yeah, him, it's true. It's true. He is the hero of his story because he also is telling the truth uh, when he says that Lavinia knew that Matthew loved Mary. Um, and Matthew never loved her. Like, he is telling the truth. Like, that is really true. Like, you know, Lavinia told that to Carlisle, and Carlisle is repeating what she had said, and then Matthew just can't take it. He can't take the truth, and he punches Carlisle. Carlisle's a good guy. <laughs> they have a scuffle, and yeah. they break a vase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that the Dowager just kind of walks in, just literally to be comedic relief. There's no reason for the Dowager to be there. Just the like cool down. Yeah, she's like, oh, I never liked that vase anyway. Yeah, it was a gift that I've been hating for five century five decades mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh and then he, he carlisle says that the dowager uh will never meet again do you promise the dowager says oh yeah but not really really dowager with the zingers yeah 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 um, and then we get like screamy richard again we get we don't get to hear him scream at the the pamuk reveal no but we get to hear him scream at mm-hmm. richard carlisle yeah 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 mm. But I, I, I love so when Carlisle's going to be leaving, he's, he's going to go off on his own. He says, "I feel no guilt in exposing you. My job is to sell newspapers." Yeah, oh yeah, newspaper man. Newspaper man. <laughs> oh boy, the spy master. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Jorah, he claims to love her more than she knows. Yeah, it's straight up just Game of Thrones, same character. Like you'll never know how much I love you or whatever. If you watch Game of Thrones, the newspaper man is on there, and he lo- <laughs> he loves another character that doesn't love him back. It's the same story. He just doesn't sell newspapers in that. But one. then they they have a nice little send off of Carlisle where Mary's like, I didn't want it to end. You know, us to leave on bad terms. Yeah, and yeah. he's 
It's a nice little way he walks out and they show him. Like, what does he say as he's walking out? He's going, I'm going to sell hacks before a profit or whatever oh, yeah. the, the place they bought. <laughs> and he jumps up and clicks his heels and goes, pretty much. Woo-hoo. Yeah, he's like a Jiminy Cricket. Like, but oh, then yeah. they show, it, it's really strange because they show him walking out and you just see the silhouette of the newspaper man as he exits. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what a perfect way. And then they show him turn around and like look, look at over Downton Abbey one final time. And it's mm-hmm. like. Just should have let the newspaper man leave. Just walk <laughs> Just out. Just walk on to the yeah. sunset or sunrise. Yeah. Because it's the morning. Uh, so those are the two major ones this episode. Is Bates and uh, the Carlisle stuff. Uh, whoa, 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 wait. I, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah I'm the sorry. Whole, you're, you're missing the part, the, the secondary part of that. Right. Because uh, there's a... a Robert's se- not the only one that finds out about old Kamal Pamuk. Wait, refresh my memory. Uh, <laughs> Cousin Matthew finds out about it. Mary outright oh, yeah. tells him. Right, that's right. But he doesn't really care. Right, he cares at first. He's a, he's a little annoyed. Oh yeah, oh, he's hot. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they have that servants ball though, at the end of and at the end of the episode, and, mm-hmm. and they're dancing together again. And uh, yeah, I I wasn't ready to get to the servants ball because it's kind of like a culmination of everything in the episode. But yeah, we we get the upstairs and downstairs dancing together. Yeah, this is like announced like forty five or fifty minutes into the episode, as if like, oh, this is a thing you should know. I, I don't know if this was like a thing they did back. No, they then. did talk about the servants' ball throughout the episode. Like they didn't know if it really? was going to happen because of the trial, and oh, it was going to. That's why um, Hep, Hepworth or whatever was going to stay, or uh, Carlisle was coming. They talk about it a little bit. I was they, too swept up in the drama to, to pay attention. Yeah, uh, you're too busy reading the closed captions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Too busy doing the sit ups and taking notes. It was too much. Um, they do they. They have like a paired up partner yeah. that they're always paired up with. So Matthew says, who's my partner going to be? And they say, O'Brien. Talk about and he mi- says, crikey. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about mixed match challenges. You're like, yeah, he, he, he goes zero dun- and a hero. Yeah. He goes Dundee for him with, with yeah. the crikey. That's the crocodile hunter, not Dundee. Yeah. But Wrong he- Australian. And they show Matthew talking to O'Brien for a moment there. What do you think he's talking to her about? Her bangs, her hair. She does have nice hair. Does I, she? I, no, I, she no I think credit to O'Brien. She's really kept that same hairstyle. She's really owned it. Whereas Pat Moore just lets it be curly and everything. It takes work to do that and top of your job, I think, to have bangs. Just saying. Just saying. Um, yeah, I, I theorized, is uh, Matthew talking to O'Brien about like Ouija boards to contact <laughs> the dead? Maybe that's their, their, their conversation. Yeah, talking about. about Lavinia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to talk to Lavinia, I know how to reach her. A Ouija board. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. Thomas, he takes Violet out to dance, the Dowager. <laughs> and she's like swept away. I mean, she sees it coming. Yeah. But, but uh, good job. Talk about like axes of potential evil or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> schemers or whatever. It's like uh, Dungeons and Dragons. What's the the pure good? Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like the relative scale. One is like pure evil and one is like good evil or well-intended yeah. evil. <laughs> and then we see Thomas dancing with Edith. Oh, It's like Thomas, oh man, like... Mm. He's got interesting pairings there. So after, and, <clears throat> wait, well, Pat Moore, Pat Moore, and Matthew, Matthew dance as well. Oh, brother! Oh my God! How, how do you think Matthew felt about that? He probably loved that dance. Crikey! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And, and so yeah, he finally gets to marry. And so after the gauntlet of O'Brien and Pat Moore, <laughs> he, he he gets to marry. He climbs the ladder. He's got his hand on the, the title belt, <laughs> yeah. the championship. And in the corner is Carson watching them two dance with like the fiend, like a fiendish eyes. He's the Bobby the Brain Heenan. He wants yeah. he, that's his man or his woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they have a long conversation outside, and and Mary's like, "Won't Pamuk resurrect himself every time we have a, a problem or whatever?" Matthew's like, "No, but maybe." Yeah, maybe. <laughs> who, who cares? Uh, Lavinia won't be sad. She this is what she wanted. Yeah, for Matthew to love someone else, and he proposes. And he's, he says, is, are we going to do it? And she says, you have to do it right. You need to get down on one knee. Which I imagine, I mean, still, it's like, what is it, how long since he recovered from his That's bad back? That's what I was actually thinking, too. Like, <laughs> you want to make this guy get down on one knee? His spine was broken. <laughs> yeah, do you know just what he had to go through? It. It's snowing outside. What if he just falls over? Yeah, that, would, that would be the ultimate twist. <laughs> <The> Mary <laughs> killed him. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> the injury. What a sweet way to end the episode, though. And yeah, it's a lot better than dead Vera Bates on the floor, which is a couple episodes, or crying Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a lovely way to end, have a, you know, if you're in London having a nice Christmas to watch that, what a heartwarming way to have your Christmas there. And with Mary and Matthew, they're going to get married. This, this is great. Wahoo. Yeah. Finally. So, so happy for them. A couple other plot points before we wrap this up. Uh, Sybil wasn't there in this episode. But 
we heard a little news about Sybil. She's got a bad baby. She got a bun in the oven. Yeah. She's yeah, got yeah. that Irish baby. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Sybil isn't there because she, she's probably off filming something else. That's when she did her, I think her, she filmed the Black Mirror episode that came out around that time. Sybil was just busy acting somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Just convenient for her to not be there. Speaking of uh, sisters and men, Sir Anthony Stradlin. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Before we get to that, though. You don't want to talk about Sir Anthony yet? Uh, we'll get to that. But Grantham had a great line when he found out that Sybil was pregnant. So that's it. She's crossed the Rubicon. <laughs> The most grim <laughs> telling of that. I was like, all right. Grantham's really... <laughs> he does not want this thing to be a thing. No, no. But at least core reasons come the revolution will have a spy on our side. So like they'll have a little Irish boy to like be over there. And that kind of like puts Grantham at ease to think like, okay, we'll have an Irish grandson to help work for us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Anthony Stradlin is back. He gets invited to Downton. Yeah. yeah and Edith yeah. is like... <gasps> Yeah, I haven't seen him in forever. I, the last time I recall seeing him was when they were like riding in cars together, right? No, that was the 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 episode with the dead baby, the what? World War One beginning, because that's when Mary tells oh. Sir Anthony that. Yep, yep, yep. And they bring this up, so so Edith is like super excited to see Sir Anthony, and mm-hmm. he can't go to the hunt because of a war injury. Is what I'm led to. He's, he's his arm is in a sling. No, he went to the war, and I think that's where his injury came. Yeah, that's from. what. Yeah, that's what I said. Which led me to think like. How old is this guy? Because like that you Lord Grantham couldn't go to war, but Sir Anthony could go to war. Right, exactly. Like, why is Sir Anthony at the war? He's an old man, <laughs> and uh, they say multiple times he's how old he is for Edith. And also, this is like technically three years after we saw him last time. So the dude's probably like he's old. He looks the same though, which is the weird thing. Because he, he, he's an actor. It's been I, a year. I know, I know. <laughs> it's been about a year, but he looks the same. Considering it's three years later, I just want to know how old he is. And then yeah, they say he's old. Um, <laughs> they reiterate over and over. And yeah. he says that he wants, he doesn't want Daisy to, or Daisy, geez, Edith to be a, like a, a nurse. Right. And yeah. she's. Because he's a cripple. With one, yeah, because you have one bad hand. I mean, you look at Thomas, he has one bad hand. He's a, he's a footman. He's getting his job done. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, Sir Anthony is a, it's just, a, he's it's a, just sort of a non-plot. Yeah. 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 Uh, but Edith doesn't get it. She won't accept it. And they just kind of leave that hanging. See you next season, Sir Ant. <laughs> yeah. The ant is back. <laughs> I, I know everyone's been waiting for you know Sir Anthony to come back. Ant Man, replacing uh, Newspaper Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They even reference. Yeah, remember when we used to drive in cars together? That's because that's the only thing we remember them doing together. Hey, that's all it took back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess is there the the one other plot is Thomas and <laughs> this fan came up, fan favorite yeah. Isis. Yeah, this came up recently because uh, we saw a post somewhere I think and it was like remember when Thomas uh, hid uh, Isis and none of us could remember this as a thing that happened on the show like why would Thomas hide the dog from the it's family? It's a very silly plot where he wants to manipulate the grant uh, Robert into to giving him the, the valet position mm-hmm. so he brings Isis to a shed Yeah, and then he wants to be the hero that finds Isis so they yeah. have a search party for Isis and there all these like 30 men are walking into the woods and then they they're showed, shouting. They're shouting ISIS too. I mean, try and find that today. With shows where people are shouting ISIS repeatedly. And then they show the shed where Thomas has put ISIS. Mm-hmm. And then they're like twenty feet from the shed, and, and Lord Grantham's like, "Time to call this off for the day." Like, just yeah. go. And they keep showing Thomas turning around to look at the the shed. Yeah, yeah. And it's like just forge. Out. The dog would have barked. Yeah, yeah. And then Thomas is losing his mind, and he's trying to figure out where and o'brien says wait until the morning because otherwise it's going to seem like you know it's so funny how torn up thomas is about this whole thing it's just like so then he goes to get isis from the shed yep isis ain't in the shed and then he trips and falls like a dummy like oh no and then they show him like all his, his tie is undone his collar is messy yeah and there's lord grantham with isis yeah and he's just as a, a little boy in the village found isis and brought him back and thomas is like I'm just trying to do some good around here. Yeah, yeah. And that's enough to impress uh, Grantham. He, he's like, well, maybe we should give him a chance. So it's a kind of a unfortunate win for Thomas. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's really it, right? Yeah, because Thomas is like really sullen, and then like that saves him. Literally it. And uh, any... Any uh, before we get to the rankings, any other good quotes or anything? Well, the one other oh, Capra one, thing, Sybil, okay. uh, uh, she'll be returning back to the manor to have the baby. I think Cora says like she wants to have her come home to to have the kid. Yeah. So we'll be seeing Sybil again next year after she, she finishes her other acting commitments. Um, good quotes. I have a. There was a few. I had the Sir Richard when he asked Mary when they want to get married, and she doesn't have a 
an answer. He says, glaciers are fast compared to you. <laughs> or as he says, glaciers are fast compared to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glaciers. <laughs> glaciers. <laughs> yep. Uh, what you call it? When they, when they capture, capture Hepworth with Shaw in the act, he says, it isn't what it seems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> of course. Uh, what you call it? What, what else was there? They said that during the... After the servants' ball, there will be a few thick heads in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah. A couple hangovers, brother. One, a couple, two or three. Uh, I just love this smile and smile and be a villain. Like, yeah, yeah. Richard, Richard, he's not the worst. Mm-hmm. I I still find it so weird that Mister Mason has no one else to pray for without Daisy in his life. Like I get it, but like they really sell that hard. Like this weird, lonely old man who's been alone for a year. Yeah, yeah. Finally yeah. gets a visit. Don't you have friends, bro? Right, exactly. Uh, oh, there's that one good piece after the the trial where O'Brien's back there, and Thomas says like something like, uh, "We'll need a new valet." And O'Brien says, "I don't often feel selfless, but when I listen to you, I do." Like a little bit, like a more little of that rift between yeah. the uh, the rats. Yep, yep. A little bit, a uh, little bit of that. Uh, Grantham also comments when he's talking about valets being dressed and undressed is a silly business. So I don't I don't know how involved that gets in terms of the dressing and undressing, but yeah, I'm just wondering how silly that business is. It's pretty silly. Pretty silly. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's that covers that episode. It was a it was a fun one. I, this, was this a good episode? Was this the best? Was this the best episode of Downton Abbey we've seen so yet? far? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'd say, I'd say it's probably up there. I mean, honestly, like Downton. It, it's a it it's one together. of those shows it's i i feel uh a little maybe i'm being simple comparing it to mm-hmm. like a madman mm-hmm. but i feel like both shows you and i always told people this about madman when it was on yeah you could read the entire script for madman and know exactly what happens at exactly every single moment of the show and you watch the show and it's still super enjoyable mm-hmm. i feel like downton's the same way yeah 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 it's just a it's just a this episode is at this episode is that i'm not saying every downton episode because the, the you know p gordon is not this good yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. right. It's just a good, good episode. Good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, so let's get to our power rankings. I think our down is probably going to be pretty similar. Okay, who do you I, have at number three? I have Carlisle. I have Carlisle at number two. Oh, okay. Obviously, he he took an L. He's not going to get Mary. Uh, wait, who is your number three then? Aunt Rosamond. Yeah, I, I guess I don't. I don't really. She's being geared up to be a major player on the show. Yeah. She gets played by the guy. Yeah. She gets played by her uh, maid or, or her... That's true. And she gets proven wrong by mm-hmm. her mother, who we all know is a really not the most humble person. She's definitely going to hold that over. That's true. That's true. Well, at number two, I had Anna. I had I had a tie for number one. That was Anna. Anna and Well, that was the thing. was I know I did the ties last week, but this week, Bates is in jail. No matter what you're going through, Anna, Bates is in jail, and there's people who yelp in that jail. <laughs> so we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, they, they yelp. They gave it a one-star review. Yeah. That was it. their yelp. Because <laughs> uh, considering how far we may jump ahead for the next season, who knows what will happen to Bates in the interim in that jail, man. So, Jeez, come on. He could get stabbed. Who knows? Oh, okay. No, yeah. I, th- I thought you want, no, your I mind went somewhere else. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, so Bates at number one. You had Anna and Bates tied at uh, number yeah, one. Yeah, Carlisle two. number two, just because, you know. Yeah. He doesn't have the total worst week because he does kind of, he's going to sell Haxby yeah, he's gonna make for money. a profit. <laughs> As I always do, or whatever he says. Um, so who was up? I had Daisy at number three. Yeah? Yeah. That's fair. Because she grows up. She gets a backbone courtesy of this this father figure she's been ignoring for a long time. That's, yeah, that's, I was gonna put the whole episode. I was like, Daisy's being so dumb with this Ouija board. Mm-hmm. I just and, and listening to Mrs. Shaw, yeah. I just want to put her on the bottom because she is being so dumb. Yeah, but then she really turns it around. Mm-hmm. They really play up how dumb she is just to play to show her being okay at the end. That's true. But it is a, a such a turn. Yeah, that I do see. I see money moves for Daisy going forward. Well, I mean, jumping off that, my number two is Mr. Mason. I didn't, really? I didn't say my number three, but number two is, yeah, he's got a daughter now. He, he really wanted <laughs> the daughter. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, and he's got one in Daisy. And you, Daisy's a good daughter to have. Yeah, so who's your number three? Uh, Thomas. He, he's got... He, Thomas is my number two. Yeah, 
All right, so we just swap him almost. Yeah. I was just happier for Mr. Mason than, than Thomas, because Thomas almost lost ISIS, okay? And his intentions were not good with that. No, 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 no. He was being manipulative. Yeah. But, but uh, you can see the face turn happening. Yeah. They, they kind of, he's building up his respect again. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to be the and, fo- footman. And it must be noted that for every time that, that O'Brien says something like, every time I think that whatever, you know, I'm thoughtless, I think of you or mm-hmm. whatever that quote is. Yeah. She was there plotting the ISIS thing with him. It's true. Yeah. She was plotting with ISIS. <laughs> the, 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 this was where the, the terrorist group they, they were originated. Was, was the, the the dwellers of uh, Down Abbey. You yeah. Know? Yep. Yep. I think we got to have the same number one, right? It's a tie. Oh, I don't have a tie. I just have Matthew. I have Matthew and Mary. Well, Mary's going to have her name besmirched possibly in the newspaper. So I, that's why I was like, I, she I doesn't can't. care. Same time though. That's still. She's Enough. getting married. It's Matthew. Matthew got uh, got he got her down. Yeah, but he also found out that she's a, uh, you know. Yeah, and he's but it, he's it doesn't matter. He's he's with her. I I I good I, for them. Good for them. Uh, but Mary's in a little bit in the nether realm. I felt so. Yeah, Cause, that cause makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along with the 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 Ouija board, that's in the middle rankings. Yeah, the, all the spirits. Isis is in the middle as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was gonna an honorable mention for Sybil. You got yeah. a baby. You're gonna have, still married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for good, you. Good for you. There's a lot of people who actually had like a pretty good week. For, yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, it was like Bates taking shouldering the loss for everyone. Uh, while yeah, I, while Anna cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is this is fun. This was nice drinking tea during the episode. Yeah, how was the tea? It was good. How was John Cena? It, it perked me up a little bit. Yeah, like, I, I had a little more pep. I felt. I finished the rustic apple about half an hour ago. I have not come close to finishing, but I, I, I do. I you don't drink hot beverages that often, though. Yeah, I'm a I'm a slow drinker. I'm a I'm a quick hot beverage drinker. Because mm-hmm. you know, coffee's always function. So yeah, yeah. But as always, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know the rules. Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, we got our season breakdown next week. Yeah. But uh, due to us not living in the same place, we're going to be recording it tomorrow or later today so we're going to be recording it before we have all the questions that we'd like from our fans yeah so we've got a couple so far but we want to give you guys some supplemental material and i'll just say it right now what we're giving away Mm -hmm. if you live in the united states we are going to be giving away downton abbey tea a sampler yeah yeah yeah. so uh next week will be our season two breakdown Mm mm-hmm the week after that, we'll be reviewing the Downton Abbey tea. We're doing that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And you know what? <laughs> I believe there's a Downton Abbey biscuits or crumpets. Oh, there's a mix, right? Yeah, to make so them. we'll be making those. I can do that. We'll be having the crumpets and drinking the tea and giving our <laughs> thoughts on the tea and the crumpets. Downton Abbey brand. There's no better time to eat crumpets and tea than the summertime. And we know that uh, we had, do have some international fans, and I don't know what the legality is of sending tea overseas so i don't necessarily want to promise that we'll be sending that but if you do send us a question we will find a way to give you guys a prize because we really we appreciate the we love. appreciate you guys we love you guys we thank you guys so yeah. next week we'll look at this whole season top to bottom week after that we'll drink some tea eat some crumpets answer some questions yeah and then on to season three and the tea will be given away by then yeah the tea might be in your cup to listen to by the yeah. time we start season three we'll see all right Catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham podcast.